Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Daniela. And today, folks, we want to talk to you about money talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we all know when you talk about money, people get funny. Mm-hmm. And so. Why don't we just dive right into this conversation uh, by starting off with a little bit of personal background on why we are so um, sold on this principle or the principles that we're about to talk about. Um, So for those of you who are tuning in, maybe you know a little bit about our past. Um, I guess I'll speak for myself. Yeah, yeah, from time to time, right? So, again, those of you who are listening, um, for the first time, you might not know this about us, but we have both been in a failed marriage. So this is our second marriage. And, um, you know, at one point we were ashamed to talk about this. And there are many reasons why there there's this stigma surrounding um, remarriage and the church. Uh, but that's not what we'll be talking about today because that's a, that's a conversation for another time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the reason I'm mentioning that is in my previous marriage, um, we had a lot of money issues. That's right. A lot. And we know that money is one of those things um, they say anyway, is one of the number one reasons uh, couples divorce, separate, or all of the above, right? And so it was definitely one of the issues, one of the driving forces that caused my first marriage to fall apart. And I had no concept personally on how to manage money. And I'm just speaking from personal um, personal experience, right? Uh, this is not the same for everyone. But maybe you're a good money manager and maybe you understand how to budget and all that good stuff. But maybe your spouse doesn't, you know, Uh, maybe your spouse is a spender or a squanderer or uh, someone who is a a gambler, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, just doesn't you don't jive very well um, in terms of the area of finances and, um, you know, we, I've discovered uh, throughout the years that when you uh, have your finances worked out, that a lot of other areas in your marriage will begin to come in alignment. So I'll stop there with really, I just gave you sort of a, a, the nitty gritty of 
what happened mm-hmm. in my past, but you can go ahead and talk a little bit about yours as well. Yeah, it was basically very similar to that. Um, we did not have our accounts merged in my previous marriage. Right. So there was a lot of the things that you mentioned. There was a lot of gambling, squandering, spending um, from the other side. Um, and I was kind of the you know, the more prudent one who was always trying to keep things in check, kind of like the home administrator, but we were always in the default right. every single month. And it was just very hard to catch up and keep up. Uh, but one thing that we both learned, I think, through this was not so much um, whether it was a money issue or a money management issue per right. se, even though it's definitely part of it. What we learned was it's a heart issue. Absolutely. There's a, it's, there's a root that goes beyond right. the financial sector, if you want to call it that. Or what you right? can see on the physical. Right. It's just something that, that manifests as money problems. Right. And this is what we personally learned in both of our past uh, marriage experiences. So that's kind of where we're coming from. And when you couple that with kind of getting into the word and seeing what God has to say right. about marriage, we were, I guess if we were to call it one word, if we were to give it a, a you know, this principle a word, we would call it the one flesh principle. Absolutely. And there's, there's, a, a, there's a, a saying that you always say about if you can share your bed, Mm-hmm. Then why not your bank account? Or your body, right? <laughs> the most intimate part of yourself. Yes. Yes. And so why don't we dive right into some hard, uh, I guess, <laughs> this hard conversation. It's a really... It's really... Yes, it is. Um, yeah. Kind of counterintuitive, especially to what the culture propagates regarding money. Right. And let's, let's just say that this is not a one-size-fits-all, mm-hmm. right? But it can be a one-size-fits-all if you apply the principle. That's because right. we've discovered this, right? That principles are such that you can try to break them, but eventually that principle will break you. Mm-hmm. Because principles, they work. When you when you implement them, they're a law. They're basically a universal law. So you, just like any other universal right. law, you try to break it. Guess what? You try to walk off that cliff, and you think that I'm going to defy the laws of gravity or density. Well, guess what? It's going to break you because you're right. going to fall. Right. Right. So it's kind of that's how laws work. Right. right. Principles work the same way. Exactly. So I know that there are some of you out there. And you might not agree with what we are about to say. Let's just say, uh, for those of you who are listening, that it's important that you hear uh, from somebody who um, you would say they failed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They messed up. Mm -hmm. And they can show you pitfalls. They can show you... Red flags. Yes, red flags. And... Open your eyes to your blind spots. That's right. And uh, money, the area of money, there are so many blind spots that it, (laughs) that comes along. These blind spots, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. So let's talk about this one. 
And that's the idea or, or, or our concept of having not just a checking account or a joint checking account where it's like, yeah, all the bills come out of this one account, but yet we have our own separate account. Even though we've been married for the last three years, four years, five years, six years, 10 years, even 20 years of marriage and you still have this you still have separate accounts Mm -hmm. and I know what some of you might be thinking right now well what do you mean like can we have our separate accounts there's nothing wrong with having separate accounts other than the fact that as mentioned off the top of our conversation is that it opens the door for mistrust mm-hmm. there it it's really like the, the opportunities really is what we want to talk about the opp- right it, it creates opportunities for that lack of trust or lack of transparency really. absolutely and what we're trying to say is why not just eliminate those opportunities altogether right and then you're creating an environment where that's not even possible Right. So it's basically like you see a pitfall there and you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to step in it. But the pitfall's still there. It's it, like you could accidentally at some point or come so close to it that you slide into the pitfall. Right. Why not just put the fence there so let me and add, not, let, not go in altogether, let me just add, eliminate it? Let right? me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Why merge the finances? Well... Some of the positive things that we have experienced from doing this right. is just like we're saying, the, the lack of um, opportunity for secrecy, right. right? Everything is transparent. We can see everything that goes in and out. Right. Um, it so basically we're keeping each other accountable. Accountable, right. absolutely. And it, it creates this team kind of environment because we both feel equally responsible right for what goes in and out of the account how that money is used right it's it's not what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours or it's, what's mine is mine and what's mine <laughs> what's is yours, yours <laughs> what's yours is mine <laughs> no it's it's basically it's all yours and mine like it's uh, ours, it's ours. ours. Right. and that's another thing we're intentional about we've right. mentioned this before we try not to use you me but we try to start conversations with we right we need to take out the garbage Meaning or we you. <laughs> me you know even if i really mean you, it, it just kind of softens the um the approach the approach it's, yeah. it doesn't and seem argumentative or uh, threatening or accusatory exactly or divisive right so we imagine what kind of impact that can have on your finances when you come together uh, you don't have that that impetus um, I guess you can call it to feel as though oh this is my little egg nest over here like right. this is I earned it you know this is my money and it's very easy to develop this attitude that says, well, she has no say in it. This is this is my little pot. You do what you want with yours. And, you know, right. this is my little, you know. And then think about what that can lead to. It's all little kind of doorways that can possibly, I'm not saying always or that it's for sure. Right. Definitely. But these are just possibilities to think about. And they can sneak up on you. Like, 
oh, well, I earned it, so maybe I'm going to take this money and I'm going to put it towards this thing that I want. And it's very easy to create this, you know, this mindset that this yours and mine mindset, which we want to try to eliminate that as much as possible in the marriage because right. as, the, as the word says in the book of Genesis is when you're married the two one. become one flesh yeah. right and you want to live that way as much as possible right so the idea that a person would say well um, when you work you, your paycheck goes in your account and when I work my paycheck goes in my account mm-hmm. and then we allocate funds into the checking account as needed to pay the bills right we send that in the savings right so what's wrong with that is really what i'm assuming maybe somebody is asking this question right now i think it's not necessarily the question the way the question is framed um it's not that something's necessarily wrong with it but what could go wrong we're coming from that kind of angle like what could go wrong and why not eliminate the could go wrongs i mean let's face it don't we have enough things that come at our marriage like that come at marriage in general right why add other potential threats when you can just eliminate them you know a prime example of that is there was a report that came out this week that is stunning beyond stunning Mm. And when you first told me about it, it was about a uh, spiritual leader who has now, well, he's already dead and gone, but there are some rumors that just sort of came out about this person, these allegations uh, from just some really bad stuff, right? Right. And the thing is, the, the, the church as we know it suffers tremendously uh, when especially great leaders who commit these horrendous uh, crimes if you may mm-hmm. um, and the reason I'm mentioning is mentioning this I, I'm definitely gonna bring it back to our conversation here but one thing that we have analyzed from that situation mm-hmm. is fact that this person you know had these secrets mm-hmm. that's right secret. was literally secret accounts living a phone secret. living double a double life and there you go one could ask well what's wrong with having a separate account or what's wrong with having a separate phone or a separate you see it's not the thing it's not that it's wrong having those things it's what wrong could come out of it right Right. It's like right. saying, okay, um, let's let's just totally change it up a bit, just to give a different analogy. Right. The first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, you know, my husband hang, you know, he works at the office all day, and there is a coworker there who's a female. He spends a lot of time at the office, and by default, you know, they spend a lot of time together. Well, is there anything like wrong with that situation? Just the fact that they are in that environment together i wouldn't say that there's something wrong in you know in in that in itself right but it's the opportunities that could come up so 
this, those are situations where we need boundaries so right. that we know, okay, what are those boundaries? Okay, maybe do not have certain conversations, personal conversations with each other that could lead to like an emotional affair because we right. know that it can start with an emotional affair and then it becomes, right. you know, you know where one thing leads to another. We've all heard this before. So when you want to apply that, I know you might be thinking, oh, how is that? What's that have to do with money? Oh, just just hang in there. Because <laughs> the optics in itself is is, uh, is, is definitely suspicious. Yeah, right? it has a lot to do with just transparency, accountability, right. and boundaries, really. So you want to create no opportunities. So what if... What if Eliminate the opportunity for any kind of secrecy that could... What if the person, one of, say, one individual in the marriage is saying, well, I would like my own account for these particular reasons. One, I gotta get my hair did, <laughs> right? Uh, I gotta have my personal things that I need to do with my money. See the, the problem there, my money. Um, See, already, I, already. The, hold on, hold yeah, on, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing it, honey, right? I'm seeing it. So, um, plus, what if I want to buy a, a Christmas gift or what if I want to buy something for my spouse and I don't want them to know that I'm buying it and it's a surprise, right? Okay, oh, if they're constantly snooping at the account to see what they're buying, they got a problem. They might be a little <laughs> neurotic. Um, yeah, there might be another problem there. So, <laughs> do you understand? There, there, are, there are people out there, they hold dear to um, these beliefs, these... Uh, I guess you would say lifestyle that they have been used to from their single life. Mm, that's right. You see what I'm saying? So they're bringing their single mentality into a marriage where you are becoming one now or should be right. becoming one with your spouse. Right. So that can definitely cause tension. And absolutely. Problems arise. But here's the thing. The mentality that we've seen a lot is because I've always done it this way. Why should I change now? Mm. Right? Um, and we're just offering right now a very simple um, and practical solution to rectifying or resolving the potential of any kind of, um, you know, future issues that could pop up because money is one of those things and we want you to understand this money is one of the, the great revealer of hearts and you know a person and how uh, their character really character is revealed through money when Deal you it. touch someone's money, okay, you're gonna know them. You, if exactly. you haven't known them, you you about to know them to, and then on another level quickly. Right, and so this <laughs> is this is the thing that we want to bring across to you today that are listening. Maybe some of the things that we're saying to you, you can relate to, and maybe some of these things you're saying, hmm, yeah, I'll put that up on the shelf until another time because no, not right now, you know. Um, things are complicated. It's just complicated. And like finances is like we said, it's one of those things when you get it right, many other areas 
in your life, in your marriage, will begin to fall into place. And perhaps your marriage is in chaos right now, or something is brewing, right? And you you know that it's a money issue that that is causing this potential storm that is brewing in yeah, your marriage. You might even not even realize that there's something be, that it's not money that's really the problem, but it's manifesting as if it's a money problem. Right. Right? Because all your decisions, think about it, when you're when you're both mutually sitting down and making decisions together about financial issues and where to spend the money and how to spend it. Now you're cre- you're putting yourself in a place that's challenging. Yep. But challenge is good because now it's forcing you to see as a team. Right. Now you're making those decisions together. Should we buy this? Should we, you know, spend on this? Should we we should we be saving for this? And rather than thinking in the mindset okay, I'm going to put my two cents, you put your two cents, and the rest is mine. It's it's a totally different outlook. Right. You're going to have a very different outlook on everything because now everything that is mine is yours. Everything that's yours is mine. And you just eliminate the whole mine and yours. Wow. And you actually learn to let go of things. Yes. You really do. Doesn't it, doesn't it cause us to become totally selfless? Yes. It's the best way to practice selflessness. You test anybody. You touch someone's money. You go touch your spouse's money right now, okay? <laughs> go reach for that for his wallet. See how he reacts. I mean, right. it's a real test. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. The- so what are some practical things that we can leave with our listeners today? Because some things that are really popping out at me. I know we talked about the, you know, transparency and how mm-hmm. important it is to be transparent in your finances. So let's talk about, you know, some practical things that we can leave our listeners with today. One of the things that I want to just reiterate right now is that money is a great revealer of hearts. And so if you want to uh, be transparent with your spouse, you got to come clean with money. There cannot be any any secrecy. There cannot be any secret stashes here or there. It's also very easy to to create vices that are secrets, right? Yes. Like, let's say there was an addiction. I know this is kind of veering a little bit, but let's say that one of you suffers, you know, you're trying to quit smoking. It, it's very easy to not have accountability when you can just quietly use your stash to go buy a pack of smokes and uh, the wifey doesn't know about it or you know like or oh I'm just gonna go buy myself that thing that he doesn't really know about it's very easy like those little things and you're gonna convince yourself you're gonna justify yeah those purchases yeah trust me you will oh I just had to go buy that $200 purse or I had to go you know it might seem harmless but it could lead to a vice or a weakness that might creep up maybe from your past that's very easy to hide because you're using your secret stash. Right. More importantly, not only are you dishonoring your spouse, but you are Mm. dishonoring God because if you, if you, if you are um, doing anything that potentially could uh, cause a blow up in your marriage, um, that that's not just dishonoring your spouse. And it's, it should really 
cause us to, to pause in this moment and really think about this, that, wow, I could be dishonoring God by um, the way, how, how I'm operating. But even as, as, a sp- as spouses right now, like you could be dishonoring God in how you are managing your finances because stewardship is so important to God. You know, the Bible talks a lot about money. We don't really really think about this a lot, but the Bible speaks so much Usually about... Usually about giving it, not yes. to, not saving and taking it, <laughs> or keeping it. Right, so... <laughs> Tithing, you know, giving your first fruits. Yeah, so there's a lot There's a lot of scriptures that deal with money, and Jesus yeah. talked a lot about money too, right? So it's not to say that we're... Um, we're being dogmatic about this thing, but we really want to come at come at you uh, in a very practical sense that you can take, you can have some takeaway from this conversation today. Mm-hmm. So really examine your hearts, really see uh, where you are financially as a couple, and really begin to assess how uh, to navigate a little bit differently going forward, especially in this new year, right? I Maybe it's time to, to, to just declare over your marriage that we're going to do things differently going forward. There's no way we can continue going in the same direction that we're going in right now and 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 achieve anything you know what i mean like mm-hmm. do you have financial goals these are some things that you really need to quite, uh, ask yourselves you know you got to have financial goals you got to you got to have uh, you got to set yourselves up in such a way that you're you're leaving something behind for your children That's and true. you know like all these different things there are couples out there who you don't have life insurance and th- this is important you know like i know this might not sound like a money issue to you but god forbid if you were to pass on today it will become a money issue because now you're leaving behind not just debt, a debt load that you've accumulated while you were here, but now you haven't left anything for your your the ones your loved ones who are left behind. If you understand what I'm saying, right? So these are things to consider as well. And I think one of the things that I would also like to to share is that it's important to sit down and 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 really write things out on paper. Totally. Yeah, you need a roadmap. You got to see where you are and see where you want to get. And revisit that roadmap from time to time together. I agree. Don't just write it down and then it gets forgotten somewhere at the bottom of the drawer and you don't look at it for 10 years. I agree. (laughs) You know... Even have a vision board maybe where you just pin it on there and you can look at it. You can... Or like... You can have these conversations with your spouse. Talk about it. You know, did you know that uh, there are five types of intimacy and one of them is financial? Mm-hmm. Financial intimacy. So if you guys can get your finances in order, oh, how hot would that be in the bedroom? Oh, yes. You may not see the correlation, but believe me, there's a correlation. Yeah. Oh. Yes, because it all leads to that intimacy, right? You want to remove wedges, remove separation and, and, and secrets and hiding and 
mine and your pile. You want to come together. And yes. the more you come together, the more intimacy happens in all different areas of your life. And then that leads to more space in the bedroom, doesn't it, baby? Hallelujah. Mm-hmm, yes. Praise the Lord. The Lord. <laughs> And <laughs> um, I, I, one of the thing, one of the things that I, I one of the thing I want to leave with you guys today is this: that whenever your finances are out of whack, whenever they're not working that the way that in the way in which they should, um, <clears throat> it causes um, you to uh, have wrong motives and wrong focus if you understand what i'm saying right so there's no real focus and um as a result of that you see people making purchases and you're wondering where are your priorities yeah because you're not thinking of the we or the us you're thinking of me my money so you know what i'm gonna do what i want you you tend to be very self-focused yeah it's just too easy to become that way. And um, it's just more work to think in terms of what's best for the, the family, family or the, the family, the marriage, you know? So, yeah, when it, you come together, it just naturally flows. Yes. Where it's, you see the, the, the whole, you know, the finances as one unit. Right. Like this is just another unit. How can we better... But this is what happens. Steward like, this thing. I, 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 do you notice the, the the what happens when you and I unite together and we decide to put our minds together and make things work? It's How, a powerful thing. Yes. Yeah? God placed you together for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got to learn how to teamwork in this 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 area of your marriage. And if I mean, if you're already doing this, God bless you. Um, but there are others out there who are still struggling in this area. And maybe this podcast, maybe you know somebody who this podcast could help. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a, another strategy to get you ahead of the game, really. Again, when your finances are in order. Remove practic- all that hinders, as yeah. Paul would say. Yeah, yes, yeah. that can apply to this too. Yes, <laughs> yes, it does. Hallelujah. What a weight. Yeah, wait. it's a weight. Why just release the weight and strive forward, you know, for the prize. Even on this earth, there are things that we need to accomplish on this earth while we're here. Absolutely. And why why have hindrances that can slow us down or cause, you know, the last thing you want is friction in your marriage. And also even if you're in debt, like one of the fastest ways to get out of debt is to merge your finances. Mm. Oh yes, and to really just work that Both thing. Both work at it together. Two yeah. are always better than one. How many years? We stayed out of debt for a very, very long mm-hmm. time. Until we bought a house, but I mean. Right. But, <laughs> you know, a mortgage is, is obviously one of those, what they say is a good debt versus right. a bad debt or consumer right. debt, right? right. Um, it's an investment. But, but yeah. it, it, we... It's so important to like strive to be debt free. The freedom that comes with that. Absolutely. We, you remember those times we were going through, like we saw difficult times in our marriage, Mm -hmm. but we were debt free. And (laughs) oh my goodness, 
we we just sailed through it. Absolutely. And dare dare I say ease. dare I say that even when you encounter difficult situations, especially in those situations, right. when you're following God's principles, yes. He does bless that. Absolutely. So you might be thinking, oh, well, you know, we're doing well the way that we're doing it. We're not struggling. But you know what? Somebody who might be making way less than you, but they're following God's principles, may get way further ahead than you Absolutely. are. Because why? Because... They're following God's principles. Yeah. It's it's really that simple. Because I've we've seen it where people they're making so much money, more money than they know what to do with it. But they're in so much debt up to their neck. Right, or it's not really being used efficiently. Right, you know, it's not going where it should be going. Right, right. God has just a way to maximize what you have. He can take the little bit that you have, absolutely, and He can just excel that thing. So absolutely. I don't, I don't get it. It's God math, yeah. but He can, <laughs> He can do it. Yeah, yeah. And so what you know, when you I, honor Him by honoring your marriage like that. And, and really reflecting him on the earth because right. you are one flesh, right? I've, I've it's also amazing what seen you will it. do. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've also seen it where people try to sow their way out of debt. But we got to understand that God sees the heart. It's all about the heart. And he sees our motives. He sees that we think that we can manipulate him Mm-mm. through sowing. Nope, nope, nope. That's not and what that's, we're talking about That's here. not the kind of principle that works with God. You know, people think, well, I'm just going to sow into that ministry over there, sow into that thing there, and 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 I. God's going to give get, me the rub, right. the rub the genie lamp. Nope. You see what I'm getting at? This ain't no prosperity gospel. People. No, nope. that's not what we're getting at around nope. here. <laughs> the Bible says, "Yes, to give, and it shall be given unto you." But we also have to understand that when we're giving, we have to do that from from a, a, pure, a pure heart. Pure conscience, pure heart, and with good motives, right motives, right. and that's how God will bless us. Because even right, right motives is never I'm gonna sow money and I'm gonna get stuff. Exactly. God's gonna give me stuff. Exactly. Right. It's all about the kingdom and what does God want to do with me right now. And even if God doesn't bless you in this lifetime, mm, we're remember storing up them treasures in heaven, baby. All right. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? That's a good closure today. Absolutely. Even if we, God doesn't bless you when you, um, when I say bless you, I'm, I'm talking about financially, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like give you more, the exceedingly, the abundantly right. kind of he'll, blessing he'll here He'll always on earth. provide though. Absolutely. Even, even if it's, it, you may not get that Mercedes in your driveway, but he'll always provide. Absolutely. He'll always. Absolutely. He's faithful that way. That's right. And we're telling you this from... Stuff that we are living. We're living it. And I know that there are many out there who they do not share uh, this radical approach. Mm -hmm. But sometimes in life you have to be radical in your approach. When I say radical, I'm not talking about in you're just dogmatic and Mm -hmm. you're just like if you don't do this right, our way, it's our way or the highway kind no. of thing. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying sometimes saying you, there's a simpler way. It's simple. <laughs> it's simple. Practical. But it's it's radical. It is. In the sense that when you do it, it's it will work for you. Mm-hmm. So 
this is why we're so adamant about this and the fact that we've been at a place of failure people think that if you have failed then you have nothing to offer lies and you know what if the culture's progressive ways were that great you wouldn't see the worst um divorce rate in history right like we're seeing today right and you know what some things we can learn from the bad things of the past but we can also learn from the good things Absolutely. and one of the good things that we see in like the, if we examine patterns and historical you know occurrences in the past um we see that marriages historically traditionally this is a principle that worked because of the way the way homes were right back in time it was one usually one income and it was all shared and the decisions were kind of made within that right household and marriages tended to last a lot longer right so and, and so we just want to encourage you out there who are listening if there's anything that really stood out to you today, please feel free to reach out to us, right? Anytime. Yes. We're here to talk, um, as you can see. <laughs> we uh, we appreciate you listening in to the Lit Marriage Podcast. Again, if you know anyone that this podcast uh, would benefit, please, please share this episode. Go ahead and share it with a friend right now or with a family member. And uh, yeah, reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at makeyourmarriagegreatagain.ca. Or you can go to our website, makeyourmarriagegreatagain.ca. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Until next time, keep it lit. God bless you.